Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. A very happy new year, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast on wearecavin.com. Hope you had a really enjoyable Christmas. Got to meet up with friends and ate a little bit too much and drank a little bit too much, like myself. Delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick. Speaking of maybe eating a bit too much and drinking a bit too I much, know, Paul. Hold on now, hold on now a second. <laughs> I'm just making a general kind of accusation that everybody me. does it over Christmas. <laughs> I, I presume you didn't fall off the wagon altogether, did you? No, you have to be on it. Yeah, <laughs> to, to fall, fall off. off it. I was only half on it, so I'm I'm still I'm kind of half off it now. It depends if you if the glass half full or half empty. You had a good Christmas. I had, I had. Yeah, it was great to get back to the football early start. I suppose thirtieth thirtieth of December. Good crowd and uh, never saw the pitch in Breffney at the time of year looking so well it was like a carpet it looked like a pool table like it was the colour of it it was very deep green it was yeah. absolutely magical stuff and then being on it afterwards it, it was solid yeah it was solid you know now I know it's it's a brand new pitch it'll take time for it to go down it actually was solid to the point of I, I was going out onto it saying well that's definitely mouldies but yet I was looking at a couple of the boys coming off the pitch and the footwear that had slipped and they were wearing mouldies so yeah, I I don't even know what footwear you'd wear on it. It's that solid at the minute. There you go. It's it's very unseasonal weather. You know, it's it's strangely mild. It's kind of like it's almost unsettling. It's like what what's coming down the track for yeah, us? Yeah, because it's so mild. You know, ten and a half, eleven, eleven and a half degrees. There, different days over Christmas week it was a little bit strange. Like, but look at um. Or I was going to say it'll make for great football. I thought the down game I thought was a little bit drab. Even though it was a great finish to it, but. Uh, to get off to a start, a winning start was the main thing, and and I think Cavan will be happy enough to achieve that. Yeah, they will. Just to give the listeners a a, a forward on this, the the show today will have we're going to be looking ahead to Project Healthy You, which is an initiative by Cavan County Board, um, being chaired by Kieran Callahan, and uh, I caught up with Kieran Callahan and Mark O'Rourke to to look ahead to this. It's a wonderful initiative. Um, we're going to be just discussing more about the new rules from Sunday's game um, because on the Patreon podcast, the Die Hards podcast, we've uh, we've post-match reaction from Mickey Graham and from Raymond Galligan and we discussed the, the actual Calvin Down game on it. So uh, we're focusing a wee bit more on the rules and on the McAvoy's podcast here and uh, we're just going to ask the question, where is the new Calvin on the 20 manager going to come from or, or who are the, the potential candidates out there? So... Um, I suppose we'll start off with the 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 project Healthy You, uh, Paul. A wonderful, wonderful idea. It's all part of a bigger process that it's for a healthy stadium status. Um, 
which is basically, uh, it's not just a GA initiative. Crow Park, I think, is the only healthy stadium status in the country. But it's to basically take the big old buildings that are around and, and the facilities that are around Kingspan Breffney and turn it into more of a community stadium than just a host of big county games. Yeah, great idea. It's a great great initiative. Um, it's great to see Cavan getting on board with it. At this time of year, I suppose everyone is... Has great great notions and um, they're going to lose weight and they're going to get fit and they're going to eat healthy and get up in the morning and do a three hour run and then be at their desk <laughs> for five o'clock type thing. But um, I think these things are always easier to do when when there's a big a whole pile of people together, um, sort of yeah. united. It, it becomes a bit of a cause. Right? When you're doing it on your own and there's maybe other people are in the house eating shite or whatever, it's very difficult. So I, I think a great idea. And I have to hand it to Kieran Callan. He's been at the forefront of a lot of great stuff that's going on there in Kingspan Breffney. Yeah. Um, like, but um, he was vice chairman of the board, but but for people who don't know, like his, his main role in the board, he's central council, isn't he? Yep, yeah, central and, council. But also he's, he's in charge of the stadium. Yeah. And like you can see what's going on there in Breffney. Like, I mean, he's... A, successful businessman himself he knows how to run a project but you can see the great work that's going on in Breffney there at the minute and um, it's it's a credit to him yeah definitely definitely well speaking of Kieran Callahan I caught up with him and Mark O'Rourke a little bit earlier on so delighted to be here in Kingspan Breffney ahead of a, a wonderful new initiative that is being implemented by Cavan County Board it's called the Cavan GEA Project Healthy You um, joined by Mark O'Rourke PRO and Kieran Callahan, the organiser of of this idea I suppose Kieran, wh- where does where does Project Healthy You come from? Um, Damien, yeah, thanks for this. Um, Project Healthy You is basically a continuation of the Healthy Club initiative run out by the GEA. Um, and basically, Kingsman Breffney want to um, set the example on a healthy stadium, open the stadium up to the community and show that it is open to all those, not just the elite players. And we want to basically educate people with healthy minds, healthy body and nutrition tips. So we've a lot of different stuff on on Saturday morning. Yeah, just on on the healthy stadium idea. I suppose it, it is the perception that Kingsman Breffney is for the county and the county players. But I suppose healthy stadium is is to change that perception, is it? It is. Yeah, well, I think Crow Park currently has a healthy stadium status. Um, Kingsman Breffney is applying for the healthy stadium status. It'll be a big honour for us to get that. And I suppose. It opens lots of doors on funding issues and different stuff going forward in the years to come. Yeah, and I suppose the, the the start of maybe this healthy stadium status was earlier on this year, Mark, where there was the multicultural community event. Can you tell us a bit about what went on there? Yes, Damien. I suppose that was a an event that took place on the day of the intermediate final here in Kingsman Breffney. It was organised by uh, Tom Riley and Dermot McCabe through um, Cavan County Council and and various different groups. What it entailed on the day was different um, nationalities taking part in various entertainments on the day, like we'd song and dance. We had um, a, a girl from living in Mulla, but from Latvia, I think it was, who sang our national anthem on the day. Um, as I say, we'd various kids doing different dances from different countries as well. And also as part of that, Initiative Tom had organised a trip to Belfast, um, for, for from with people from different nationalities as well, and he had an event here earlier on in the year as well, um, just it was it was kind of a, a fact finding, um, event that evening. We just brought in people, had some food and, um, bit of grub, sorry, tea and 
and food and that. And but it was just to get to know people from different different nationalities, their backgrounds, and um, how they come to be living in Cavan, and, and and but just to let them know that our stadium here is is open to to people to come in to to games, and it led on to this, I suppose, the project held to you that we're inviting people in to take part in different events going forward. Yeah, I suppose, Kieran, they so they go to Saturday morning. Um, it starts off with a run, and it's the idea of just getting out and everybody's on the healthy buzz for January. So it, it, it Saturday morning is a great opportunity to start that. Yeah, um, we're delighted that Peter Walsh has come on board, and he's taken the running uh, classes, walking classes. Basically, it's just general fitness. No matter what age you are or what fitness level you are, this is for you. It starts at 9.30. Now, the running will be starting at 9.30. Um, it's 10, 15, until 10.15. We have a tight schedule of programs on Saturday morning, and that leads then. So you can run, walk, or jog, and it's open to everyone. At 10.30, we're starting into workshops. Yeah. I suppose Peter Walsh, who was he was athletic coach with the Cavan senior team, has, has a, a strong background there. That's a big, big plus to have him there. And it doesn't matter... Whether, as you said, you're, you're, you're very fit or you're not very fit, you can come out. It's, it's all inclusive. I think Peter Walsh's testament to that, and he would, he's given a workshop on Saturday morning on where he came from and what he's done to achieve the fitness levels that he has achieved and his own fitness level. So I think it's, it's yeah, an expert there. And there's lots of experts. Then you, you go on into the workshops, which, as you said, start at, at 10.30 all about the stadium here, but can you, can you give us a bit of a rundown of what's going on in the workshops? Yeah, I suppose the, the good thing about Kingspan Breffney is we have we have um, all the dress rooms, meeting rooms, and they're all basically been opened up into different workshops. So it'll be a very busy place Saturday morning, um, starting the, the with with different ones, say, we've holistic and acupuncture. We have Pilates. So if you want an introduction into Pilates, or what Pilates is, we're going to have Caroline Crow doing that. Um, we're going to have the civil defence is doing health checks all morning and the civil defence has been the backbone here in, in Kingspan Brafty for years and the work they put in as volunteers is unbelievable Great asset to have there's, there's um, I suppose maybe too many names to, to go through them all but one that kind of stood out for me was and it's part of any healthy lifestyle is is, is eating and you have you've a celebrity cook coming yeah, we've grown Fincher and Garrett Galligan. Um, two celebrity cooks. Two celebrity cooks. <laughs> I don't know which one's going to be cooking and which one's given the, the... But anyway, yeah, they're, they're actually going to show us how to cook um, within budget and fast, which is very important. I think that's what people want now is, is healthy food quick. Mm. And uh, you can do this at home. So we've a marquee set up at the back where they're going to be walking out of. But I suppose another one there is Mary Fitzpatrick from the HSE. And she's a dietitian with the HSE. And again, another very valuable asset. And she's going to talk to people and give them tips on their own diet and what they can eat and what they should be eating or what they can eat. Um, with, say, a strength and conditioner from our own coaches here, which is going to be given you know, for free weights and what you can do at home on your own, basically increasing your own strength and conditioning. And we have doctors in, we have, we have two doctors in, um, talking about your, your own health and your personal health. And there's a place for one-to-one consultancy if somebody wants it. Yeah, it's, it's a huge range of, of stuff going through, as you said, from the very basic of, of what you're eating and your, your, your running to your, to your health checks by, by, the, um, by the civil defence there. There's essentially the whole idea coming out from this is just to give yourself 
arm your arm the people who come with as much information about how they can be more healthy. Is that that's exactly it. It's basically educating everyone that comes with something new, and that's yeah. the whole process of it. And the last one we have, I suppose, is Calvin Institute um, is coming, and they are setting up where they're going to give um, rub downs to whoever wants or somebody wants a, a massage or whatever on Saturday morning. That'll be there as well, and all free of charge. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. There, there, there's so much going on. It couldn't be better. I suppose, Mark, then the, the final thing is, how much does all this cost the people who want to come, and, and, and who do you want to come? Well, as Kieran just said, there it is a free event, so it's absolutely no cost to anybody, and everybody's welcome to come along on, on Saturday morning. It is a community event, and we're hoping that people from all ages um, will come and attend on Saturday. Um, further information is available from Cavan GA website, cavanga.ie, and you'll find the details there, and there is um, details on registration as well. While we encourage people to register before Saturday morning, just to give us an idea of what numbers may attend, um, people are welcome to turn up on Saturday morning as well, and we encourage that. So we're hoping that um, people from all ages will will come along on Saturday morning. Yeah, well, brilliant! It's it's an absolutely wonderful initiative, and and I think it'll be uh, it'll be well attended. It's it, it's going to give people a good footing for the start of 2019. So leading to a healthier you or a healthier everybody for 2019. Well done, lads! Congratulations on a wonderful idea. Thanks, David. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, so that was uh, the two lads. Good GMN and and a wonderful, wonderful initiative. As I said, um, it'd be great to see great numbers out there Saturday morning. Run, walk or jog. The 45 minutes at the start, it's Peter Walsh going to be putting people through their paces, but it's not going to be too tough. It's whatever you're capable of doing and then taking it on from there. But some of the stuff they've lined up for the rest of the morning is absolutely fabulous. So congratulations, uh, Kieran, Mark, and, and all of the organising committee there. A wonderful, wonderful initiative. Fair play, um, we're now on the, what, 4th of January, and... There's there's no appointment made for the Cavan on the 20s. I don't know exactly how long ago it was that Kevin Downs stepped aside, but um, we, we've well, I've heard a couple of different names being mentioned, um, but I, I don't know if any of them are are actually true in it. I heard that. Well, I, I know Danny. Sorry, I heard that Danny the Gunner Brady was was approached about it, but he declined. Um, I think Donald Kyogen was a name mentioned. I don't think he's going to go for it either. Have you heard any other names about her? Uh, I heard a name of one one fella that was on the Cavan Senior Panel this year. I won't name him because I think he's he has ruled it out, so it wouldn't be fair to link him to it. But that was one name I heard. Um, yeah, they they were the main names I heard. All right, look, I I I, I think they're dragging their feet. Um, I'd, like you'd have to imagine it would be quite an attractive job. Now Mickey Graham is going to have four stibs on a lot of players, um, and fair enough. Yeah. I, I think fair enough at this stage of the game, we need to focus on senior and try and get something before that that good crop of players has moved on. Maybe, but um, so that that might 
that was probably a factor in Kevin Down stepping aside. That might be one factor that might turn people off, but you still imagine it has to be an attractive job. Well, the, I suppose the, the, the point on it is we're now in, in January. The competition for this starts, I think, in May. So five months at most to prepare a team or to start preparing a team that realistically a lot of them will have done nothing at county level for probably at that stage 18, 19 months. Um, you know, is my, my, my worry on this is are we kind of saying, you know what, we don't really care about the under 20s is is that what's happening or are we kind of saying that it's not it's not important enough to put somebody in to do a job 12 months of the year yeah yeah, yeah I think you're right there but I, I think it's, it's probably not just Cavan I think the message coming from the top is that under 20 certainly doesn't have the same status under 21 used to have like for yeah. a start it, the under 20 uh, championship is probably one of the few remaining inter-county competitions in the entire GA that's a knockout competition yeah, I thought that that was changing this year coming in Ulster. I know it changed last year in Leinster, maybe in Connacht as well. But well, I maybe th- it is changing. I now. thought it was changing this year, but now having said that, I think I looked over the master fixture plan and I, it may be just a knockout. I, I, I could be wrong on that. So where, where all this push came from, Damien, the GM made a terrible, a terrible blunder in, um, in, and they claimed. I think they claimed it was on medical advice or whatever, but to to. to Prohibit seventeen-year-olds from playing with their with their clubs' adult teams, which yeah. was a terrible blunder, and it made things so difficult for for clubs with small numbers. Most clubs would have had one or two coming through. Even Mullahorn, there, I know you had one or two on the under seventeens mm. county panel this year. Like now, Mullahorn had numbers, but if Mullahorn were, were slack for numbers, those fellas would have been very sorely missed. And that was that was all across the board, and the, that was brought in, and the other twenty was brought back in line with it. But all of that was only really brought in. Um, to attempt to to alleviate the fixture crisis at, at at adult level, that's all that was brought mm, in for. Because yeah. that way they're able to separate uh, adult and minor fixtures, and like it was it was ludicrous. It was it was just it was just instead of addressing the the main problem, which which is that intercounty football has become an absolute uh, monster that has taken over everything. Instead of actually making an attempt to address that, all they've done is is really made things difficult for for clubs of small numbers and. They've also totally denigrated a great, great competition, which mm-hmm. was the Under-21 Championship. It was a brilliant competition. It was a competition that was very good to Cavan in recent years as well, and even back, like, 88 and 96, which which two of the great, greatest teams Cavan ever produced. Those those teams met All-Ireland Finals. Yeah. Like, that was a competition that, that counties used to be able to target, and it actually became... it actually Like, you saw big results like Longford beating Dublin in it and things like that. That's gone now. It's... The under twenty means very little now. Like really, mm. it's like in last year. Cavan went into it. The Hastings Cup was done away with. You'd no knock. You'd no warm up. Cavan went in with a, with an excellent team on paper and had worked very hard. When out got caught cold, that was it. Done and dusted. And sure, that was it. Done. And and here we are months later. And we don't even have a manager. So I I I just think that that in terms of that intercounty minor and under twenty one slash under twenty, and the GA is in general, is a lot worse off than it was three or four years ago. But at this point, should Cavan be looking at it, So, and I 100% agree with, with your entire point there, but Cavan should look at what Cavan does and what Cavan can do. And are we as a county neglecting the opportunity to, to develop? Like, if we're saying, well, our under 
16s or under 17s are going to do X number of sessions in the year. They're going to be well prepared. But after they finish under 17, we're going to let them drop off for a year or two and then maybe bring some of them back in at under 20 level and then hope that they can come through. Are we, are we missing out? There's a huge amount of development between the age of 17 and 20 that we're, we're kind of saying, well, look, go off and do your own thing there for that, that period. You know what? Oh, we're missing out badly. Like, I think Cavan County were like we've been praising them to a height about Project Health to you, but, but there's criticism due here as well. I don't know why they've been dragging their feet badly. And like if you're if you're a player in that age group that's looking to improve, what, and you're not maybe on the senior panel, but you're hoping to get there in the next couple of years, what have you been at for the last few months? You've, mm. you've really been cast adrift. You've had no guidance. You don't have a county manager. You don't know if you're a county under twenty player. More than nobody likely. does. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a county under twenty player? I don't know. You know, like that's not good enough. You can imagine a, a young lad from Cavan that's going to college in Dublin or Galway or whatever, and his his um, buddies from, from from surrounding counties that might be playing under twenty with their counties, and he doesn't even know if he's playing each other or not because we don't even have a manager. Mm. Like, and even when they are appointed, you know, maybe maybe it's going on behind the scenes as we speak. And Jerry Brady did reference it in his address to the convention, but he only gave it a couple of seconds. I do think that that. This manager should have been appointed before now and got to see the county championship for a start. Mm. Now maybe whoever it is will have, will have seen the county championship, but that's not the point. Like, didn't he? You know, he needed to be named and set the ball rolling properly. In, in the absence of a of a of a figurehead, like because I do know the county board are trying to appoint somebody, um, but they haven't done it as yet. But in the absence of that, and and I'm hoping that this is going to happen in the future. There should be something, a system to, to, to step in there that, okay, well, look at, we have 30-odd players there that need some attention. While we're appointing a manager, this is going to happen. We're going we're gonna to have the backstop here. We're going to have something to, stay, to save those lads so that they're not sitting out, even if you have to bring in 50 lads, so that they're not sitting out doing absolutely nothing. They're, they're ticking away, ready to progress as soon as they come in. My worry is that by the time we appoint the manager now, and they start at the starting point, we're not going to catch up. You know, whereas at least if something was taken on in the background, you could have them lads, they're not starting at the starting point. The manager comes in and he takes over from that point and away he goes, which should give him the advantage. Like, yeah. There's no reason. And it's somebody couldn't a, come in and do stamina work. Couldn't come in it's and not do just development of players either. Like, on, a, on a deeper level, like we're, we should be developing coaches and managers. And really we only have... A handful of of intercounty teams at the various levels that we can let young coaches and managers get involved with to improve themselves. You imagine a different different level to club football, mm. um, and and so we're not we're not doing it we're not doing that. Like back a few years ago, all the talk was that we were going to start bringing through managers through minor and under twenty one and bring them through into senior. And we uh, we haven't been doing that. Maybe there's going to be a link up. Do you remember when when Val Andrews was the senior manager and Terry Highland was the under twenty one manager? Maybe mm. what's been lined up is that Darren McCabe as senior selector will take the under twenties. I haven't heard that now. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe something like that is going to happen. But whatever happens, they're going to need to appoint someone soon. Yeah, agreed. Um, so moving on to Sunday's game and and just to focus on more more on the rules than anything else. What what was your thoughts on even if you break down rule by rule? I suppose the one that stood out for most people was hand pass. I think Down were caught five times with with the fourth hand pass. Cavan were caught once. You know what? What was your thoughts on it? Well, first of all, I have to say that that I, I wouldn't have made any comment on the rules until I saw them in action. 
I was laughing at all the people who were going mad about the rules and hadn't seen a game. Yeah. Like, definitely, I'd be willing to give anything a go. And I know in, in, in I'm involved in handball and there, there's big talk about changing structures in handball. And people are going nuts, absolutely crazy about it. But they're not willing to give anything a chance. So you can't be afraid of change. Or yeah. certainly you can't be afraid of trying something. But having seen it, I think the hand pass rule is a farce. Like, the law of unintended consequences comes in there. And I think Joe Brawley called it right, your friend, when he said... Uh, <laughs> That they they've addressed the symptom and not the cause. Like, yeah. you know, he he says that ha- the excessive use of the hand pass is a symptom of something else, and they've addressed that. But the law of unintended consequences comes in, and which means that good scores and good moves, which are positive, and we do want them in the game. Some of them are, are the whistle is blown and the ball is being brought back. Like the sideline ball is going forward. It's just laughable. Like there's no need for it. Called once in the game. Um, and again, even just going back to the hand pass on it, from my point of view, looking at it, and it was funny, I listened to a podcast in December where Paddy Talley, the down manager, was asked about the rules, or it could have been on off the ball, I'm not sure, but he was saying from the in-house games that they had played at that stage, what naturally happens is players get back onto a defensive position where the extra hand pass is the opportunity for turnover, and therefore you crowd that area Count, count the opposition's hand pass, there's one, there's two, who can possibly get it, let's rush that area, turn over and break out the field. And I think that's what we've seen. And mm. we've heard Mickey Graham talking about you know forward football, attacking football, but even Cavan drifted back into that same mentality during the game, and that was unintentional, I, I believe, from talking to a few players, but it was just that they were reading the situation saying, well, the opportunity for the hand pass and the best area to get it, the turnover on that toward hand pass is there. So, you know, that's where we're going to start to build up. And I, I, I think that they're actually, that hand pass rule is going to make a more defensive game. It's going, yeah. to, be, it's going to be... Mickey Graham, Mickey Graham made a very interesting point. He said that, having been involved with teams in county finals and all that sort of thing, high enough, high level of club football in the last couple of years, he said the game has evolved in the last 18 months to two years. Mm-hmm. On from where it was, on from the Black Death or whatever whatever you want to call it. And he said, but these new rules are actually bringing it back to where yeah. it was. They're addressing something that was there two years ago, but they're not, it's not there anymore. The game has moved on. Like, I, I don't know. There has to be a better way. Like, first of all, what are you trying to address? What, what's the problem? First of all, maybe we're, in a, maybe we're just in, a, in an era where... where there's some there's some poor teams out there. Like you, you get that every now and then. And in two years time, you might have four or five. Gr- like back in 2016, we'll say. I remember looking around and saying, "There's nobody any good really out there." Like, like you Dublin and Mayo, and you hadn't very much else. Like that's why the 2016 I always felt was a big missed opportunity for Cavan. But I remember looking at the start of it and saying, Who, "Who's going to go on and make the semis here?" And I couldn't find anyone. And it turned out it was Tipperary, and they beat a, beat a Midland Galway team in the quarter final mm. so that was the standard so you're going to get to some years where where two or three seasons where teams are on a low and they're in t- transition and some of the great teams that were that you can always be relied on that will come good every 10 or 15 years like your Meads and Offleys and Leashes and um, Cavan I suppose and uh, Down and teams like that that if you look back traditionally there's there's a core group of counties and a few of them are always up there. Like a lot of them yeah. are just down at the minute. I wonder that's a part of it. I wonder looking back on, on, on the down game, I'd love to count, I'd love to get a, a stat on the number of turnovers in that game compared to McKenna Cup game last year, how many turnovers were in it. Because for me, 
there was there was a number. The the one period that stands out in my head was when Pierce Smith had gone from the the tenth minute, and it was well, he's, he's ten minutes. He should be on, and there was about two and a half minutes where the ball stayed live. But I think there could have been five turnovers, three and two turnovers in the, in that two and a half minutes. And yeah. I think that the turnovers were increased, which meant the use of the ball obviously was was not as as effective. So what are we looking to see in the game? Are we looking to see more scores, more high catches, or are we looking to see more turnovers? I think this has increased the number of turnovers. And yeah. I'm not too sure. That's that interesting. Yeah. The other thing as well is. Um I find Dublin a boring team to watch at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Like last year, I, I couldn't stand watching Dublin because they're totally risk averse now. And like, there's no crack in that. No. Like, no. so everyone, Dublin are being held up kind of as the paragons of it. But in ways, like, they're, they're taking it nearly to its logical conclusion or it's t- almost robotic. So, like, and the media have a massive role to play. Declan Bogue wrote, wrote a great piece about it, like, almost word for word, some of the things that, that say, Joe Brawley has suggested in the past have been looked at and brought in by this Santa Rules Committee on trial basis. T- different things. I'm not, I don't have it in front of me, but... And, like, yeah. you've, you've probably coming out loud in Dublin, like, and suddenly then, okay, that's what... Dublin are okay then. Was it, like... Well, it, I, made, I, I wouldn't be a fan. I've made the point, and I said it to you, and I might have even said it on the podcast, coming out from the All-Ireland final, I thought Dublin aren't going to win another All-Ireland because at that point I was saying they're not as good as they were. You know, they're they're... They, while while they, they probably are more robotic and more <clears throat> more efficient in, in everything they do, I I think within that becomes predictability, and I think in predictability becomes the opportunity for complacency, and that's where an opposition can say, well, look at we know what Dublin are going to do; they're going to be ruthless in trying to hold on to the possession of the ball, regardless of what happens, and I think that that's what. Dublin have brought to the game more than anything in the last year and a half is is possession. We're going to keep possession of the ball. But I don't think that, that that's necessarily to the benefit of what Dublin are going to try to do. I think when you're when you're playing with flair the way Dublin were three years ago, you're unpredictable. You're very, very hard to read and try to discover what exactly the opposition are doing because they can they can kick it, they can run it, they can vary it solo at a pace with Jack McCaffrey. There were so many different threats on them. I think that that's nearly gone. Yeah, yeah, I, I would I would say you're right there. Yeah, De- definitely. Like, but I think we're suffering from a bit of nostalgia. I think it's like Brexit. I, I think Brexit is born out of nostalgia for something that was never there. If these British people like, and they're trying to find a, they're trying An to bring back a world that was never really there. Like, there was no great days in the seventies. The seventies was racist and poverty, and in the eighties you had the miners' strikes and all that. There was no glorious days when there, when everyone was white and and the world Britain was a great place. It was never there, and you never had any glorious era of Gaelic football either. Like there was never, you know, you take the late seventies and the eighties, there's two teams in it and one team in it for yeah. a long, long time. Like okay, the nineties open up, but. Everyone always says Ulster football in the nineties was absolutely poisonous. Great atmosphere and all that, but like absolute killing fields. Like, do you know? So, what are we looking for? Like, what? What? Like, what exactly are we looking for here? Mm. If you take them that that Armaris common game that everyone was talking about last year, like it was good again football as was for pure neutral from neutral point of view, it was as good again football as as you would see. So, what was good about it? Yeah, I, looking at the other rules, the 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 attacking mark. There was two attack and mark opportunities within the game. No attack and marks actually taken, but two attack and mark opportunities. And on both occasions, one on either side, the forward played on. 
you know yeah. so is the and I like the idea of the attacking mark I wonder is that down to players decision making as in that that oh jeez I forgot I had the mark or is it a, a plan that look at no don't take the mark just keep on going yeah, you probably need to see more of them. Um, I know mm. Stephen Smith had a couple of the ball just spilled one, out of his yeah. hands. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Well, he got the attack in my Yeah, he got one, and there's another just spilled out of his hands. But yeah, you probably have to see more of them. I, I think that that rule, it sounds exciting. Like, it's, I'd like to. Well, you can imagine a skyscraper of a high ball coming in and some big full forward getting up and outfielding his man coming down. If if that happens, great. But, you know, again, the law of unintended consequences, it could be a fella just. Breaking free of his man, scampering out, getting a handy ball into his chest—is that a mark? Yeah, well, that's that's it too. That's yeah. it too. It, it it just depends. I think I think that they I think they diluted it too much by taking the taking it outside the twenty meter line. That that you know you could take a mark inside the forty five because no, no, then you can go if if I'm two yards one side of the forty five and you're a yard the other and you kick it to me that's a mark that that doesn't make any sense to me. No, at it should all. be kicked from outside the forty five in, into the or yeah. definitely kicked from outside. Well, maybe they need more lines. That's the other thing. Maybe you need a 40, 40 or thirty-five line yeah, for this kind yeah. of thing. Just to kind of, yeah. I don't envy them trying to trying to um, to safeguard the rules, but I think that that they were asleep at the wheel for a long time. So, like soccer and rugby, for example, w- w- are always tweaking their rules. And basketball, they're always tweaking little things as yeah. it goes. Rugby is changes changes rules every year or two, mm-hmm. but but the. They had know that there's certain parts of the game, the core parts of the game that they need to preserve, and and they managed to preserve those. Like, whereas Gaelic didn't for a long time. It didn't change, didn't change, didn't change, and then it was like, okay, change everything at once. And the other element of it, of course, is that, that cliche about what is a camel, a horse designed by a committee. And I think there's a there's a bit of that going on as well. Did the did the sin bin? Do you think it's a fair idea? Well, I think the black card is is terrible because. Uh, I think referees have enough to be worrying about. It just puts... I, I, I have to give myself a pat on the back. I said this before it ever came in, that it, it was going to make things more difficult for referees. It, it's, it was another grey area, and it's a massive grey area, mm-hmm. a black card. Like I thought the referee last Sunday was very poor. I thought he made a lot of poor decisions, and um, I thought the, the black card he gave Pierce Smith was terrible. So from that point of view that Pierce got, got back on after 12 and a half minutes, where it should have been 10... It was definitely better than be put off the field for and the whole game on, on his debut. Yeah, but I, I think the black card is terrible. I think it's a terrible rule. It's ruined so many games. The only good thing it has done, like it was never, it was never that common for a fella to rugby tackle a lad who was going through on goal. It, it, it became slightly more common, but the the rule didn't stop the. The it result. It. It, it, it actually, actually encouraged it because you became more of a hero. Yeah, it put, put, thing, put it in people's head that you could actually do this. But like, people wouldn't have thought of it. Kieran Donaghy on a podcast I heard coming up with an idea, or not, I don't know if it was him come up with it, but suggesting that instead of sending the offending player off, give the attacking team the advantage and make it a real advantage it's a it's a, a, a two points on the scoreboard. If you pull down a player who's going through his two points on the scoreboard, or it's a penalty, or, you know, attack. Make sure that it's it's rewarded within the game straight away to the attacking team. The team is trying to attack. Don't don't leave it to chance that it's that it's going to be scored or that they might get an advantage from this. Make sure they get the advantage. So like the penalty being brought in two meters because not enough of them were being scored. If the black card is still happening as a drag down, if you're deemed to have pulled somebody down deliberately, 
the ball is brought up to the 20 metre line and it's straight in front of the goals and you tap it over the bar and I, I, I don't know about that because it, it just seems to be an, another very strict another very harsh punishment for something that a dodgy referee can could misdiagnose if we only use that word but sure that can happen with a red card it can happen it can happen in a lot of situations yeah, it can, oh, it can. like look at the state of refereeing is a massive thing and I don't know why this hasn't been properly examined um, in the same way that we're looking at the actual playing rules like where football and Hurling have diverged is the way the game is refed yeah. for the most part Hurling is very physical and not many freeze blow and they ref- thrive on that and they thrive on it and they love it it's better for players and it's better for spectators and it's better for refs as well but in football we seem to be almost becoming um, sanitised you can't do it Jesus if someone was to hit if, if someone was to hit someone in a box in a football match now in a big game it'd be on the front page of the paper yeah, you no. Know, I'm not encouraging violence here, but I mean, in Hurling, it's, it's mad stuff going on. Like, and but now it's it's gone to the point in Gaelic football where a shoulder to shoulder challenge, which is perfectly legal, it's a toss of a coin yeah. whether it's going to be a free or not. Yeah, you know, yeah. there, there, there's a lot of that goes on, and that's it. It, it has been sanitised a wee bit too much, but um, yeah, the was that all the rules covered? The kickouts from the twenty meter line. Um, has it made much of a I difference? I didn't notice a big difference. No. It probably Ray Gallagher said said to you after that, it's it's probably given teams that they don't have as much time to put the press on. Yeah. So um Yeah. And I, and I, he, he was and saying, saying it brings the half forward line into it because into it. You've got the distance from the twenty you can go all the way to the half forward. Yeah, line. there was one I recall he, he tried to get the Rory Began all the way over the defence and Nearly. it was an inch. It was an yeah. inch away from it and, and you could see it was worked on or, or the idea was there anyway because the Cavan players were running towards the down goal at the time rather than you know looking okay well we're gonna attack our goals to win the ball here, you know, that's sort of did that under under um Terry quite a bit for where it was they would bypass the midfield and Garage was the man to pick up the brakes. It just to work very well because mm. Gallagher had that boot on him. To drive yeah. it, yeah. I know we're not going to talk talk completely about about the the game itself now, but just mention that Garoge McCarran and uh, congratulations to him on his recent engagement as well. I know he's in, in the states at the minute. That's right. But uh, him and Donna. I wonder how many how many players are actually to come back into that Cavan team. Like I was looking and go, yeah, it's an experimental team. And I was like, hold on a minute. You take out Darren McFeely, Garoge McCarran, Killian Clark, Kevin O'Reilly. There's four regulars. You know. That you'd imagine would would all uh, would have their starting place now at this stage. Um, mm. Jason McLaughlin possibly was on the bench. Other than that, there's not a whole pile of what you would call regulars to come back in. I'd imagine that we're going to see four, five, six maybe of these new faces from the McKenna Cup are going to be there in the championship. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Like there, there definitely isn't a, a massive, massive number to come back in. Like which, which. I personally think isn't that bad of a thing because you're 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 keeping a certain level of stability. Like my point on the, on the rules that I thought were were harsh is your Pierce Smith or your Stephen Smith or 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 Shawnee O'Connor in the full back line, and you're you're trying to make an impact. You're trying to to get at Cavan jersey and hold on to it. You're dealing with all of that and the pressure of all of that, and then you're being told, well. You now try these experimental rules out for us, um, while maybe some of the more experienced players can sit back and say, "Well, look at it; it's not as big a deal for us in the McKenna Cup." But it is, it is slightly harsh on those boys that there may be one opportunity to play county senior. 
they have to deal with something completely left of field. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's a harsh one, but anyway, that's uh, that's enough for that. If you want to get more in-depth um, discussion on the Calvin Down game, head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin for the Diehards podcast. We have reaction from Mickey Graham and Raymond Galligan. Thanks to Paul Fitzpatrick for joining us. Don't forget to get in contact with us on social media or on Instagram, on Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, we'll be bringing you another McAvoy Super Value GA podcast next week. Thanks for listening. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43 30